with WYOY in Chicago. I'm Chris Barlow with a look at this week's news. Our top story is the race for the White House, which will undoubtedly end on November 9th, either because Donald Trump will have conceded the race or because of mass suicide. Despite a torrent of negative press, Trump has seen a slight gain in the polls this week, with the GOP nominee now trailing Democrat Hillary Clinton by approximately six Mitt Romneys nationwide. With members of his own team now acknowledging this polling deficit, Trump went on the offensive this week, discontinuing major fundraising events and leaving the campaign trail to open a hotel. It's a classic campaign maneuver that echoes Ronald Reagan's last-minute decision to go home and take a bath instead of debating Jimmy Carter. Of course, to the untrained eye, both these moves might seem counterproductive to a presidential campaign. But then, no one actually thinks Donald Trump is still running for president, so really it makes perfect sense. As I mentioned at the top of the newscast, I'm in Chicago this week, either reporting on how the presidential election is playing out in middle America, or seeing Hamilton because it was easier to get tickets here. Either way, I can report that residents in the greater Chicagoland area are subjected to a barrage of political ads, the likes of which no New Yorker has ever seen, both because New York is so blue it could be mistaken for an understudy at the Blue Man Group, and because no New Yorker watches live television. Speaking of New York, the MTA insists that the 2nd Avenue subway is just two months away from opening, despite significant testing delays at the 72nd and 86th Street stations. Agency chairman Thomas Prendergast has previously suggested that the line might open on time, but bypass 72nd Street. But other options are available, including opening the line on time and never stopping the trains anywhere, opening the line but sealing the stations from the surface so that no one can ever escape them, or skipping and stalling the missing escalators at 86th Street and inviting riders to get a full-body workout by climbing their way to the top. Reached for comment, a majority of New Yorkers said they were unconcerned by the delays, as they need more time to come up with new excuses for why they can never visit their friend on the Upper East Side anyway. In New Jersey, the Bridgegate trial took an unexpected break this week, with reports swirling that defendant Bridget Kelly came off as more sympathetic than expected after recounting stories of Governor Chris Christie throwing a water bottle at her and publicly lying about conversations the two of them held in the run-up to the infamous lane closures in Fort Lee. It seems prosecutors are either concerned that Kelly might be acquitted or that Christie might throw something even larger and heavier at them if he's indicted. Chief on the list of things he may throw, himself. In health news, the Obama administration reports that the average rates for Obamacare plans will rise nearly 25% in 2017, finally giving voters an actual reason to move to Canada. Taking a look at technology news, an analysis of last Friday's massive U.S. internet outage suggests that the unprecedented distributed denial-of-service attack was not the work of a state-sponsored group, but rather an independent entity, which is great news for America's strained relationship with Russia, but terrible news for America's strained relationship with people. And there's more trouble at Twitter this week, where the company is regrouping after absolutely no one, not even Salesforce, offered to buy it. The social network announced that it will be laying off 9% of its workforce and is shutting down its short video service, Vine. Vine users mourned the loss of their favorite platform by posting videos to Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, just like they have been for months now. 
It's not all bad news for Twitter, though, as the company has yet to pull the plug on two of the service's most popular features, harassment and terrorists. Now time for a quick look at the weather. The leaves are turning in an annual reminder that everything must die. Everything that is except the presidential election. From Chicago, I'm Chris Barlow. I'll be back in New York next week with one last look at the presidential campaign before we all collectively bite down on our cyanide capsules here at W-Y-O-Y. Oh, 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 oh